Hello everyone, my name is Marie and I am YXJCook on Twitter. Um, this first episode is mainly going to be about BTS and how I got into BTS and my BTS concert experience. If you're not an ARMY, you're most likely not going to be interested in this episode. But I am multi-fandom, I am an end citizen and a carrot, so you will hear about other K-pop groups in future episodes. But just this one is mainly going to be about BTS. If you'd like to keep updated and see when I upload another podcast episode, please go follow me on Twitter at YXJCook. I first got into BTS about five years ago when the War of Hormone music video came out and I was really into One Direction at the time. I really didn't know anything about K-pop besides like Psy and obviously Gangnam Style because that hit the internet by storm and I didn't really look up look up anything past that like I really liked Gangnam Style but that was about it and then I was in physics class and my friend Tori and her other friends were really excited for the music video to come out. Now, I didn't know anything about K-pop and they were like, oh, you know, there's a music video coming out. Like, we're super excited, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'm down to watch it. I'll try anything. And then they showed me and I fell in love with the G booty in red pants. You cannot tell me Jimin in red pants was not extraordinary. Like his butt looked so good in those red pants. It looked like two ripe <laughs> red apples. They looked fantastic. And I went home that day and I looked up everything you could possibly look up about BTS and I just dove right in and I regret nothing. There's a saying in the fandom that you find BTS when you need BTS and I completely agree with that statement. Maybe if I had found out about them before, I wouldn't have gotten into them as much as I did. And I'm so happy I got into them when I did. I've seen them grow, not just with their music, but as people. They have changed so much over the years, yet they still are the same boys from the beginning. They literally made a name for themselves. They were no ones in an unknown company. And now people are out here knowing who BTS and Big Hit is. They're filling out stadiums on the other side of the world, even though their music is mainly in Korean. And they all don't speak English. And it's amazing and wonderful because they they don't have to and they don't need to and they have shown that if they can do it anyone can do it and it's such an inspirational thing like I'm so immensely proud of them and that's just from an outside looking in like I'm just an army I'm just a fan like imagine how their parents must feel how their friends must feel of seeing these boys that you know were just not really anything at the beginning they were just trainees to be out here to have the empire state building to turn purple for them that's incredible that's insane like they're going to the grammys now what is that that's that's wild and they all did this themselves like yes they give us all the props for the awards and you know for the streaming which honestly congrats to us we're like literally so dedicated like wow but also, it's them. Like, if they didn't have the personalities they did, they have, then we wouldn't be into them. If they didn't make amazing music that they do, then we wouldn't be streaming. Like, this is a two, this is a two part, you know, relationship. Like, we both put in our work and it's just, uh, I'm just so proud of them. I can't, I can't put it into words of how happy I am to see them succeed, to see them smile, to see them be so happy. And even though they're so overworked and I wish they would just take a break, you know, um, it's just seeing them live and seeing 
how happy they are on stage is incredible. It's truly incredible. Like, I really wish that every single army out there gets to see them live. I really do hope that all of you do because it's just amazing. Like, even just with J-Hope, like Hobie, Hobie puts an amazing performance. I've seen him perform Just Dance four times now. Two times at Prudential and two times at MetLife. And every single time, I have just been in shock. Because he puts out his heart, his soul, his blood, sweat, and tears into that stage when he performs. And it's amazing. It's incredible. It's beautiful to watch, to witness just his smile and how much energy he has. How Like his presence on stage. It's, it's extraordinary. It's something else. And it's not just him, it's every single one of them. You see them put a performance, you see how happy they are to be there. And yes, they must be so tired. Like, I can't imagine how tired they are after putting show after show, like their bodies must be aching. But yet they put a smile on their faces and on our faces. And it seems like in those couple days that you see BTS, it seems like a dream. It truly does. It seems like you're away from reality. You're in this fantasy and you're surrounded by 80,000 people that love them as much as you do. And you're just happy to be there, to be breathing the same air, even if you are at the floor or in the 300 level. I've saw them, I've seen them at MetLife the first day at the floor and I got sound check. And the second day I was all the way at the 300s in BFE. And the energy is just, it, it's amazing. Even if you're on the floor or all the way up there, like I was all the way up there with moms and dads and their children, but I saw a mom with her little kid and the kid was wearing an RJ headband and we gave him a gin photo card and he looked so happy. And the mom was with him and they were both singing along to the songs and they were recording the the show and they just looked so happy. And that's one of the things that's like so beautiful. Oh my God, I'm about to start crying. Because I know that little kid, <laughs> wow, I'm really about to start crying. I know he's going to grow up and he's going to look back at that and be, that's such an amazing experience that I had with my mom. You know, that's, oh, that was incredible. Not only did I see the artists that I love, but I also got to experience that with my mom and my mom supports me and I was there with her and, oh my God, <laughs> I can't, wow, I'm really about to start crying. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there because I honestly was about to start crying. So I'm just going to take it down a notch. And we're going to go back to the beginning to when I said Jimin was going to be what was my bias and was my first bias. Now, I'm not sure if he is now because let me explain. So <laughs> Jimin and Red Pants with the amazing butt. It, it wasn't something I knew I needed, but then I had it. And I was like, wow, I can't live without it. So he's really the love of my life. He's really out here stealing my heart, which that's completely fine. I will give anything to Jimin, my heart, my soul, anything. I'm down to give a limb to him if he needs it. So um, I, like Jimin was my bias before I even knew what a bias was. And we went strong for a couple months. But then... They then just John Cook really attacked me. He came out during the whole run era and I was like, wow, like, wow. Like, I remember specifically what outfit 
this boy was wearing while he stole my heart. I don't remember which music show it was, but I remember that he was wearing like the cardigan that he wore to the photo shoot of um the album of the most beautiful moments of life that teal cardigan i know that he was wearing that and i'm pretty sure he was wearing black pants with a white shirt and the boy just looked incredible he looked fantastic and i just i died a little so then my boy john cook stole my heart and i left jimin in the dust i'm so sorry but then um john cook was my bias for a really long time but president kim namjoon came in and swooping and just literally ripped the heart ripped my heart out of my chest and i don't know exactly when that happened but i think it was for sure when the love yourself tour was starting and i saw him perform trivia love and he just looked so happy like jumping and smiling around and i was like whoop there it is that's my new bias and to be completely honest like i'm totally ot7 like at one point or another all of them have crossed my mind like hobi like after soundcheck last year i was like whoa Hobi, that's it. But then I saw Namjoon and I was like, oh, <laughs> Namjoon. And then Jin. Jin is so beautiful. He's so pretty. Pictures do not capture his beautifulness. I, I really, like, it, it just doesn't. Just know that if you haven't seen Jin in person, know that he's 20 times beautiful when you're, like, about three feet away from him. Then there's Yoongi, which I'm pretty sure at one point with the whole August D thing, he was about to, like, just get my heart from John Cook, but... Here we are. I'm OT7 now. I really don't care for having like picking one member because that's just way too difficult. I'm just going to live the OT7 lifestyle and I'm perfectly fine with it, to be honest. So that was a biased portion of this episode. Now I'll be talking about my BTS concert experience through MetLife and the Speak Yourself tour. And I'll be mainly talking about Soundcheck. So I hope that um, they treat Soundcheck the same way they treated soundcheck over here in the united states they do the same thing in europe so the european armies are listening in and they get some tips and tricks um so they can get the best soundcheck experience now the first things first it is not an exact science everything is by luck you just have to trust your luck and go at the time you think is right now i'm gonna give you a a window of time that i think would be ideal for you to get a good cs soundcheck the first plan for our group was to get there super early, like at 4 a.m., but we realized that was a bad idea because if you're there super early, you're going to be all the way near the main stage, and the main stage is higher than the catwalk, and the guys don't really spend that much time there. So ideally, you want catwalk. You don't want to be all the way at the main stage getting a neck cramp and not getting interaction. Also, you don't want to be there super late, so you don't want to get there at like 7, 7.30 because when I asked around on Twitter, we found a girl that said that she was one of the last rows at the barricade and she got there around 7, 7.30. And if you get there, I mean, you'll be at the extended stage, but that is really pushing your luck. And my luck is terrible, so I didn't want to push it. And let's say there's like a couple people ahead of you that you weren't expecting, then you'll be pushed all the way to the side uh, to the other section that is not near the catwalk and i'm assuming you don't want to be all the way over there because you mainly are going there early to get a good interaction at the catwalk so ideally it would be between 4 a.m and between 7 a.m now anytime before then that's really up to you i can't tell you at exactly what time would be a good seat because like i mentioned everything is luck we were going to go at the beginning at 5 a.m., but then through asking around on Twitter and we found out that like around 5.15, there was around 70 people in line and we were like, okay, we have to yeet. 
because the Airbnb was 20 to 30 minutes away from MetLife. We yeeted all the way to MetLife and we got a Met, we got to MetLife and in the line at 545. And through the unofficial numbering, we were one, I was number 195, I believe. And then after being split up into two, because you get split up to the right and to the left section, I was number 90. Like officially, I was 90. And my friend was 89. And my friend was the one that ended up next to the barricade and got her Jimin YN interaction. Jimin was practically grinding on her face. It was one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. Like he wasn't even looking at me. He was looking at my friend. But I was like, holy wow <laughs> literally the soul left my body came back in it was beautiful got there at 5 45 and got 90. now i was really um close to the main stage but i wasn't super close i was near the stairs of the catwalk so beginning catwalk but there was a good amount of people behind me so you can definitely get there later than that and you still have like a good time honestly you can get there like at 11 when they check in and you'll be all the way at the end and you'll most likely still have a good time because it's 15 minutes of maybe like 2,000 people and the boys. And having that intimate interaction is amazing and beautiful. And even if you're sitting all the way at BFE or all the way at the front near the main stage or somewhere near the catwalk, you're bound to have a good experience. So as long as you take it like at a positive light like you're lucky to even have sound check then you'll be fine honestly but i'm just trying to help you out any way shape or form so like i mentioned between four and seven now good luck to everyone trying to do sound check because that is a mess i hope that you have water and snacks with you and a portable charger because it's gonna get like it's you're gonna be there you're gonna be sitting out there for a really long time you're gonna get dehydrated but there is porta parties so you can go to the bathroom there um hopefully you have some snacks with you so you can eat some food i also suggest doing what my friend group did which was we brought all the clothes that we were gonna change into for the night in bags and then we went in between um getting checked in and getting our bracelet to like checking in officially for sound check and making the line to go into the stadium we changed clothes at a nearby panera so i suggest doing that so you're not in the same clothes all day and that you're not like your makeup doesn't wear off because if you're gonna line up at 6 a.m the concert is gonna be like at 7 30 so you're gonna be in that makeup for 12 hours so i suggest getting a spare clothes finding out if there's some restaurant that you can change nearby so you can get food and change and just honestly stay hydrated eat some food make some friends with people in line because honestly i've made some really good friends and we just laugh now we dm each other and it was a lit time because you know i was interacting with people also if you have the money to give out freebies uh i suggest you do that um my friend and i got some freebie photo cards and we were passing them out in line and everyone was so sweet and we ended up getting some freebies back and we ended up getting like some crackers as well so honestly just make the best out of it and if you want to sleep you can also sleep i'm sure that those there's going to be some space for you to sleep but just try to enjoy it as much as possible don't stress out about it too much um but that's for sound check so for the actual concert it was a lit time because we were already inside because of sound check and all we did was get food we experienced the concert i suggest if you're going two days i suggest recording one day and the second day just experiencing it like no recording like try to record as minimal as possible 
um, because it's nice to have that memory in video to know where you were and to see the boys. But also, it's nice to just live in the moment and just enjoy it and not be worrying about like having a shaky hand because of the camera. So if you're going two days, I suggest recording fully or most of it one day. And the second day, just like enjoying it. Also, if you just go in one day, I suggest recording just the chorus parts of the songs, the last one third of the song, so you can enjoy the beginning. Um, but truly just try to live in the moment, try to become friends with the people around you because, um, get their Twitters, get their Instagrams or whatever, because some of them are the nicest people. And at the end of the concert, you're going to be crying. And if you're going to be crying, at least crying to someone's shoulder, I for sure did that. We all, it was my friend and I, a girl in front of us and two girls next to us. We all ended up in a group huddle crying next to each other. That was, (laughs) that was something else. But yeah, I suggest like becoming friends with people around you because you already have a common interest. You're all there to see BTS. Might as well like make some friends out of it. And even if you're all the way in BFE section 300, like I was for the second day, you're still going to have an amazing time. You're going to be able to hear the fan chants all the way up there. Like it echoes through the stadium and it's beautiful. The fireworks from there are beautiful. I also suggest checking the weather because for us, MetLife wasn't closed. So if it rains, I suggest you know if you think it's gonna rain i suggest taking a poncho with you um maybe like a change of clothes if you're gonna get your period take some pads take some tampons take your menstrual cup or whatever you use take at least one or two portable chargers don't forget your cord take sunblock for sure sunblock take chapstick take i don't know some batteries for your army bomb Truly, I have like a whole checklist of things that I marked off because I was like, I need to have all these things, which you don't need to if you don't feel like you need to. And that's where I'm going to leave y'all. If you're going to the BTS concert anytime in the future, you go and have fun and don't stress out about anything. Just have an amazing time. Enjoy your experience. If you're not seeing BTS anytime soon, just know that you will eventually. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Save your money. And eventually, maybe you'll go to Korea and go to a muster or something just don't lose faith hang in there also if you have any other questions about anything about the concert about soundcheck anything at all go slide into my dms uh yxj cook that's y-x-j-k-o-o-k um go tweet me send me some memes send me some fan fakes i'm down for anything honestly but i hope you guys have an amazing day and go stream home okay because bts did them did that song dirty this time around go stream home and show home just how much we love that song anyway have a wonderful day bye